Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So we're not going to do any niceties or any sort of oh, hellos, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no soft entry. Is it hard entry? I'm telling you, this industry is definitely a hard entry. Uh, how, how, how was that entry for you, uh, Alison? Did you get in hard? I got in hard. I got a hard entry. <laughs> hard. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. I cut my hedge. That's a euphemism. Okay, right. <laughs> I think we know how this will end, don't we? <laughs> no, I, I did cut through the wires. I had to buy a cordless. I've bought a cordless one now. Yes, but very Maureen, expensive one. Maureen, let's go back to what happened before. So you've, you've been cutting your hedge. I didn't cut much of the hedge. I cut a little bit of the hedge and then I cut through the wire. Right. It had already been cut through by a mate. My dad had fixed it and then I had it. Put right. Up. So I was just like, you know what? I think cordless is the way to go. And it was expensive, but I didn't cut any wires in the process of cutting my hedge. Thank God it's not the 1970s where you have literally electrocuted yourself. <laughs> also, I cleared out my shed. I didn't clear it out. I tidied it up. I saw you having pictures about that on social media. Well done. That shed looked like mine before I got in there. So that's, <laughs> have you found, what have you found in there? You found. I found my lawnmower and it was so funny because it's, it's in three pieces. Oh my God. But I, I tried, I was trying to, but I thought I forgot. And I was like, there was two pieces. I'm trying yep. to fix this piece. So I'm going, that's a bit weird. It doesn't fit. Wait, wait. I'm trying it out, and then I realised the <laughs> bit where which collects the grass was missing, so I go looking for that as well. Okay, so can I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'll admit I don't know that much about lawnmowers, but I, I, I want to know why. Why is it in three bits? <laughs> no, because it comes in three separate bits, and I basically uh, bunged it in. Right. And then I got two bits out. Forgot there was a third bit, and I was trying to fix this thing, and it wouldn't fix. I'm like, this is a bit weird. And then I realised you needed the little container which keeps the right, grass to and... keep the actual grass inside the bits. That yeah, you, that when you mow the lawn. It's quite but I mean, if Chloe was there, she would have emptied out the shed a, a lot more. But uh, and Susan Murray came round to have a look, and she went, you can "Get rid of that. You can get rid of that. You can get rid of." That. I said, "If you carry on like that, I'm going to put you in the shed and lock you in there." So she came out the shed. Um, right, right. I mean, I still got things like floppy disks in there. 
Well, then she's right. Get rid of it all, Maureen. What are you even? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't understand why you want to have this conversation with us. I don't know if, if you want to have this conversation with us so we can go. Yes, Maureen, keep floppy disks and young people Google it because they won't know what that is. I mean, I, they do. They know what dinosaurs are. They'll know what a floppy disk is, love. I mean, we're, we've. You know, I mean, we're, we're keeping. We're, we're keeping track of these things. I don't know though. Yeah, You'd but... be surprised. I think there's a lot of people on the planet. Would if you showed them a floppy disk, they'd be like. What the hell is that? Yeah, got cassette tapes in there, videos. Do you have a tape? Do you have a cassette player? Yes, it's I do. in the shed. No, no, it's, it's, I, I, I've got. It's in my kitchen, and I've got a video player as well at home. Okay, but you know, none of those cassettes will work. Why? Because they deteriorate, and they especially deteriorate if you keep them in a damp <laughs> environment for the last fifteen years. My cassettes, a lot of them, have deteriorated, and um, I've kept them in a dry place which is called my house um <laughs> i would be very surprised if any of those tapes actually worked no, maureen okay. but but do hang on to them with the floppy disks for a computer that no longer accepts floppy you know there is not a single there is not a cute computer made oh no that, but i've got one of those in my shed as well that i was gonna make either, that maureen. joke but i, I thought I, no I, I don't want to do it I, again I, I, want, I want you to be clear okay I want to, I, I, and, and I hope, I hope that this isn't information for anyone else that's listening to the podcast. I hope that you understand and you know that you cannot keep computers in a shed and expect them to work. And also, if you are keeping a computer in a shed, uh, why? Yeah, well, you never mm. know. No, you never know. No never answer. Know what no one. answer. Just uh, you never, never know. Never know when you might need a computer that doesn't work. From the from 1990s. The load of floppy disks that are now blank <laughs> because they've deteriorated and have corrupted. Um, why, when will you need them? Um, absolutely never. I tell you what will happen is when you pop your clogs, Maureen, I'll have to clear that fucking shed <laughs> out. Okay? Um, okay. It'd be me and Alison and Susan and Murray. Susan in Murray, a shed. I was going to be like, we're getting. Oh, Chloe would have a great time. Chloe won't be there, love. It'll be me. <laughs> Do you think Chloe's like, oh, I can't wait to clear out Maureen's can't shed? Can't wait for Maureen to die so As, I can clear is, out a shed. Is this is this something that we want? Look, I hope you're not going to die anytime soon. But whoever's left that cares about you, the only people that will ever see those floppy disks, it'll be them, my love. It'll, they'll never see the light of day. You could get rid of them. And do you know what? You could make space in that shed for something else that you use, that you use all the time. But it's just a thought, isn't it, Alison? We don't want to... No. Anyway, moving on. How were your weeks? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. All right. I'll tell you what's going on this week. Uh, we, are, we are fighting a battle uh, against somebody who keeps stealing our grey bin. Uh, it's an ongoing what? battle. Yeah, someone keeps stealing. Okay, so we have two gray bins. Uh, very interesting. This is how you know I'm a middle-aged woman. I'm talking about bins. We have two gray bins, the main household garbages, and uh, someone, every time the collection comes, keeps stealing our bins. So the one gray bin. So Danny went on a hunt two weeks ago, found the bin, went right into someone's garden, took it, just took it back, right? So we put it in front of our house. <laughs> this time, they took it and they they didn't cross off because we have clearly spray painted our house number. No, no, no. What they've done is they've written on top of the bin their house number. What? That is insane. 
right. So like, uh, it's our bin now because we've got this on top of here. So Danny's like, uh-uh, this is not happening. And so we have now <laughs> we have now air tagged both our gray bins, everyone. So when the bins go missing again, we are gonna we're just gonna go right up to people and be like, ding dong, our bin is in your backyard. We want it back right now. <laughs> What is an air tag? What do you mean? Do you know what it's like on mean? iPhone. Yeah, an air tag is like something. So if you lose things, so you get a little tag and you can stick it, you attach it to whatever. So then when you lose things, you can look on your phone and go, where the hell is that thing? People put air tags on their keys. People put air tags on suitcases oh. for a while. When everyone was losing their suitcases, people started putting an air tag in their suitcase to be like, it's still at ship old airport or whatever. But yeah, so an air tag, it's funny because the air tag costs more than the bin. And I did point this out to Danny. I was like, <laughs> I I could very well, well not, just buy a new bin. to keep... Not if you have to keep buying a bin. Yeah, but Danny <laughs> wants not... the battle. He wants the battle. So, yeah, we've irritated our bins now. Come... I mean, how much is a why bin? They, why are they going for your bin? Why don't they just go for someone else's if you keep taking it I back? think because we're close and we've got two, right? So they're probably like, what do they need two for? But I paid for myself. Of course you've got two bins, Alison. Absolutely. Well, because yeah. a couple of years ago, the neighbours beside me didn't understand the bin system and I could not educate them enough. So I just thought, you know what? They kept putting stuff in our bin and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to buy a second bin. Like, I'm not going to try. And then for a while, I locked the bins. I bought bin locks. Yeah, there's such a thing. I locked the bins. Uh, yeah, I know. It's been a real bin journey where we're at. So we're on wow. uh, we're in a real bin warfare right now. Wow. Oh, I exciting. thought it was bad when someone took a shit in our front garden, but I think that's worse. <laughs> that's worse, I think. How did you know yeah. someone? It could have been a real big dog, or was it definitely? I, I talk, I've talked about this, surely. Yeah, you this. did talk I about it. I've yeah. talked about it. <laughs> for, for anyone who's listened, let's hear it again. How did you know it was a human? How do you? How did it? She saw me do it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 Just steps outside, and Maureen, Maureen was like, "I thought this was the toilet." <laughs> There was a wall in the way. Um, there is a wall in the way. It's called the garage. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we came out and there was a, uh, one of the kids was found a, 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 a poo behind the bin. And we were like, oh, I came out and I was with a mate. And he said, that is not a dog shit. That's a human shit. And I looked at her and I went, yeah, I've never seen a dog do a shit like that. Uh, it was very tall as well. I, it was I can't a t- imagine how. Oh, so the poo would. I mean, it, there was height to it, Alison. <laughs> That's what I would say to it. That's how we knew it was a human no, shit. It came from above, not that. It ca- It didn't come from, it wasn't like, I mean, they all come from above, yeah. don't they? But if it had come from a dog, it would have hit his ass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have, it couldn't have. It was definitely a squatting. Much. Someone squatted unless the, and. Unless the dog was on stilts or something, which is possible, you know. I mean, it's, we are in Brighton. I mean, there's people fire breathing. and It's either Brighton or Bristol. You're going to find dogs on stilts. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, dogs on stilts. Yeah. Dogs on stilts. <laughs> anyway, um, I told Chloe about it. I said, oh, man, you're not going to believe this. Someone's taking a shit in our front garden. She went, oh, my God, that's disgusting. She went, how do you know it's a human shit? Anyway, she came downstairs and she was like, uh, when it's in the front garden, that is a human poo. And I went, I know. I, I know it's a human poo. I can see that. She was like, ugh, God. I mean, all right, who have you upset? And I was like, What? <laughs> I haven't upset anyone. She said, she would obviously upset someone because otherwise, why is there a humid poo in our front garden? I said, Chloe, I, honestly, I haven't spoke to anyone. I've been nothing but, like, if anything, charismatic. <laughs> and and upbeat and, and generally... As always. A chouard de vivre that surrounds me. And uh, she said, well, 
somebody doesn't like your stand-up comedy. And I thought, that's a low blow. That's a low blow that someone hates my stand-up comedy that much, Alison, that they would get up in the middle of the night. That is a low blow. Chloe, maybe someone didn't like your yeah. planning of the company business thing that you you do. Yeah, I don't I know. Don't I tried, tried Alison. But yeah. I did think it was a bit weird. Can you imagine? I mean, there's some planning involved in that to get up in the middle <laughs> of the night and go for a shit in my front garden, all the while just mumbling about how much you hate me. It's like... <laughs> Oh, that's not even funny, stand-up. She's just ranting. What call, it's not, call it stand-up comedy. Belligerent. I'll show you stand-up something. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. yeah. I don't know if they wiped because there was no signage of that, so... Well, they did not, Jen. They're on They're on the move. Otherwise, they took, they took it with them. <laughs> yeah, otherwise they took the tissue with them. Which is quite polite, actually, in a way. It is polite to not leave that garbage. <laughs> I mean, to just leave the, the, the stuff that the, the, the biodegradable. Again, that's very Brighton. I'll leave this because it's biodegradable. I will take the paper product with me and put it in the proper recycling facility. <laughs> that's very Brighton. Yeah. I appreciate I don't, that. I wouldn't have appreciated that bit of recycling. But anyway, look, um, that that's. I, I actually feel like somebody stealing your bin, Alison, is worse. Thanks. Because <laughs> it's a repeated offence, isn't it, Maureen? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get him. I, I'm sorry, I'm fascinated with the idea of dog versus poo, human poo. I kind of want there to be an Insta that's like oh no. human or dog, and then there's pictures, and then you have to pick. Is it is it human? I think sometimes you might not know. This is true. I think sometimes you yeah. might not know, but in this instance, I said to Maureen, there was because Maureen was like, how can you tell? I was like, I just knew. <laughs> you just instinctively know when, it, when it's a human poo. But... Um, Anyway, let's not keep talking about it. I know, okay. I know, I know. This is quite triggering for a lot of people to, to, to this subject, and they don't like it. So we've all to change. The Sorry, everyone. But uh, suffice to say, we've all had a week. Um, I, I, what have I done? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. More <laughs> of the same. Um, uh, my tour is finished. So for the summer, uh, and that's great. So now I have to look forward to uh, a very busy July, which is fine. You know, I'm open to it. Uh, and then I'm just just working my way towards August, where I, I have August off. Yay! That's great. Cannot wait. I've got I've got I've got. Apart from when Maureen and I have got some gigs in uh, Budapest. 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 But other than oh. that, other than that, I'm looking forward to just a little bit of downtime, a little bit of staying in one place. Can you imagine? I am actually in a in a month's time going to be staying in my home. I've counted it for eleven days in a row. Oh. I'm so excited, guys. So excited. But anyway, listen, we've all had weeks. Um, Maureen has done some very uh, good DIY. Is it DIY? It's not DIY. What have you done? You've done some clearing out, which is very good. Housekeeping. Maureen's, and that's Trim not a euphemism. She's, I know, that's all I can think. I it's, it's not a euphemism. In this instance, or it's is not it? a euphemism. In fact, it's never a euphemism. Maureen I don't clean my bush, bush normally, heavy. but yeah, I've cleaned my bush. Uh, well, no. I'm old school. No, you can sort of give it a little. Just you don't have to take it off. You just sort of give it yeah, a little bit tidy. Just tidy it. Just tidy it. going down there, but doesn't matter, does it? No, all right, Maureen. That's fair enough. It's probably a little bit too much information in a lot of ways, but <laughs> I did, to be fair, ask you. Um, but anyway, uh, congratulations, Maureen. Not on uh, uh, cutting trimming the, your bush. <laughs> on trimming your bush, but um, attempting to trim it. Unfortunately, you will need to get a uh, cordless trimmer. No, I did. I got a cordless. I trimmed it. <gasps> God, well Maureen, done. you are on fire at the moment. Yeah. You are, I mean, apart from floppy disks aside, you're going for it, and I appreciate that. I even cleaned the kitchen floor. I mean, wow. wow. I, I mean, me cleaning it, and, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, you know, for my yeah. standards. But you, 
Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, good, great, great. So yeah. better than before. Uh, Alison, I'm so sorry to hear about your bin situation. And I, uh, well, there's nothing left to say. In fact, there's nothing left to say in this particular section because it's time to turn to Maureen Younger because she has a moment and it has been Bimo Maureen and we need to find out what a Bimo Maureen moment is. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> You can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it was oh. fine in the end. But I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> oh, my God, it's a good one, isn't it? Well, guys, it's basically this dress. This is my Beemore Maureen moment. Okay. I was wearing it. My, one of my favourite dresses I've been taking... Uh, it's new. It cost me a whole £2.50 from a charity store in Ipswich. I thought I'd splash out. Anyway, I, I was wearing this dress. I was about to go on stage in Wendover. And I was like... I just looked down the front for some reason. I went, oh, why is the label in the front? That's a bit weird, isn't it? And then I thought, unlike me, I actually thought it through and went, oh, it's on back to front. <laughs> so I've been wearing this dress back to front, right? And I should have noticed because the zip is the wrong side. And when I tried it on, I thought, oh, that's weird that the zip's on the wrong side. But never thought it through. That right. Maybe- it's because okay. it's the wrong way round. I just thought they'd just put the zip on the wrong side. So I've been wearing this dress back to front and then I wore it the right way round once I realised and actually I prefer it back to front. I was going to say, I bet you because it's got a bow on the back, it's a bit of a swoop. It's probably just a straight across on yeah, the front, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like a boat thing. So I'm going to do, I'm going to go on Instagram and, and you can we can decide which way to look, uh, which way to go. But I thought, I just thought that just sums me up that, you know, like I, the zip's on the wrong side. I don't think it through. I just go, oh, well, zip's on the wrong side and just carry on. Maureen, um, uh, it does look good back to front because I know you're wearing yeah. it back to front now. It actually does. Yeah. It suits you. We'll, we'll definitely do it on, on. We'll put it on the WTB Instagram. We'll do a right way round back to front, and you can decide. Please uh, vote now. Uh, call us on five five five. No, there's, there's no such number. Don't don't but, call us. But do you know what I just thought that is so typical. You know, just when I go on stage, I'm like, oh, my dress is the wrong way round. But Maureen, you did big this up. As... Oh, you don't think it's... I thought it was really... No. I thought that was... I'm, no. I'm sorry, Maureen. <laughs> this is... If anything, that's a be more Maureen moment. That you We've think... We've been waiting all week. We've been waiting all that week. That you think that that is an exclusive because you've done... I mean, as as be more Maureen moments go, that is that is lo-fi. That's is it really? Yeah. Maureen, for heaven's sake, know yourself, woman. I mean, look... I appreciate this Beemore Maureen moment, and it is a Beemore Maureen moment, but is it up there? No, no. It's, not, it's not even in the top ten. No. Okay. That's a oh, shame. I thought it, I thought it was, because I just thought, I just, when I, I, I was about to walk on stage, I thought, oh, this just, it is typical me, though, isn't it? It I mean, is fair, typical uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. But but also, Maureen, if you'd have been wearing it back to front and then maybe a boob had flopped out or something, <laughs> then we would have gone... <laughs> A little bit more. Didn't well, notice. Did a show with a tit there out. Was a little tit. Then, a little tit had, a tit had crawled out the side, and you didn't notice. Yeah. That that would have been. Then we would have all been like, "Oh my god, that is a bit more boring of moments." But you putting your dress back to front is just day to day, just cash, be more boring. <laughs> and I and I agree with your decision. This is the problem. I look at the dress. I, I I'm know, like, it I would have. Back to front. And also, also, yes. that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Logically speaking, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think you have. I think it does look better back to front, and I think I think that bow would look weird on the back, wouldn't it? Would it look weird because it's massive? It makes the dress look really plain when you wear it the right way round. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, I'm just going to keep it the way it is, basically. No, I like it the way it is, Maureen. Mm -hmm. But listen up your game, because that wasn't good enough. Anyway. um... (laughs) Well, we're meeting up soon, so I'll see what I can do, Jen. (laughs) I actually think there was a Be More Maureen moment on on the... um, on our WhatsApp group, wasn't there, recently? Something happened and I said, oh, well, that's a bit more morning moment. Adam. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, OK. Oh, yeah. OK. Right. OK, let's start from the beginning. So Maureen's contacting our um, our producer, Alex. Alex. Yeah, who's been with us for a, a while now. Alex has been with us since February 2022 and he's been our producer. We've seen pretty much every week since then. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, Maureen wanted to get some information, <laughs> some technical info that she needed to get, grab from Alex. And so uh, she decided to contact Alex on our group WhatsApp, which is fine. That's that's a quite a normal thing to do. So far, so normal. Absolutely no Be More Maureen moments here. And then uh, in her uh, address to Alex, uh, you addressed him how, Maureen? I went, hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. Hi, hi Adam. Adam. I read that and went, who is Adam? <laughs> and then I just saw Alex go... Adam question mark and you went oh sorry Alex anyway never mind but, I mean you got to bear in mind I don't think I've had a single boyfriend who I haven't called by the wrong name at I mean point. I didn't know you were in a relationship with Alex Alex did you know you were in a relationship with Maureen no that's what I'm saying so like no we're not uh, Alex looks slightly worried now but no but what I'm saying is I do call people by the wrong names all the time so, I know but I did you know. enjoy that I actually think that being more more we've got although we've had two two for one we've had two for one today and I feel like oh, that was a good top up. Um, I found it when I cleared up the shed, I found the plastic flowers that I smelled that my father gave me. I'll bring them next time to the next podcast. Why? And you can see, well, you can see how realistic they looked. No. <laughs> no. You can do whatever you want. But if you wave fucking fake plants in front of my face and go, don't they look real? I'm going to be like, no. They look more real than the dead ones in the pots in front of you. Yeah, yeah, but... Oh, yeah, they've gone, they've gone. <laughs> OK, all right, Maureen. Well, it, it wasn't the best, but it certainly wasn't your worst. Uh, Maureen Younger, thank you for your bit. Bye-bye, OK, it's time to get serious. It's time to take things seriously. It's time to get on the serious train. And we're turning to Alison June-Smith because it's time to... <gasps> Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Oh, I look, I almost we're having a great time today. I almost feel bad bringing a problem into things. But you know what? We need to help people. We got to we got to put some some solutions out there, some op, uh, some options of things to do. And I like this one. I like this one. Uh, I personally can relate. And I think there's a lot of people that are about to relate to this one. OK, so. Uh, Here we go. Quick reminder, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a specialist in anything other than just voicing my opinion. So here we go. Aging parents. My parents are getting into an age where I see in the future they may need more assistance, but it's more than I can do, and they are resistant to having any help. Uh, These thoughts are consuming me, and it's affecting my relationship with them. How do I handle this? Okay, look, we are in a boomer generation. There is about to be... So many boomers that hit a senior age. So 
I think there's a lot of people out there. I also think you are not alone, and there's probably about to be so many more resources available because we, are, as a society, are going to hit the highest peak right now of seniors getting to a point. So you're not alone. Don't worry. I could initially. I was like, I'm going to go through and, and find places that you can go. But here's what I'm going to say to you. I think you got to Google and and begin the search for looking for like. Um, uh, places that are out there, uh, people you can talk to, groups that, that can assist you uh, to, to get to the next phases with your parents. But things that you can do immediately, things that you can do in your communicating with them is what I'm going to focus on because I think that will help you the most right now. So uh, first off, your worry just comes because you want to be prepared. You want to be ready to help your parents. So just take your worry and just praise yourself because you're doing a good thing. You're helping them out. And, you know, this worry is because you love them. So this is all about love. Seniors often don't want help because they fear the unknown as well. And by admitting they need help, they're admitting that big changes are about to happen in their life. I get it. Um, so I think the first thing you have to do is avoid power struggles. Pick your battles. Okay, just yelling at your parents and telling them what they need to do if something goes wrong. You can't do that, okay? You can't just, you can't just be yelling. you got to pick your battles um, and avoid those power struggles. I think you got to be sensitive and stick to I statements and let them know how things that are happening in their life right now are affecting you. I feel... I am concerned. I am affected by this. So you don't, they don't feel like they're attacked and that everything they're doing is wrong. Okay. Um, I also think that timing is everything. Please, if it's a tense moment, if stuff is happening, if there's a, a this is not the time to start to discuss, right? If the house is a mess, they can't clean it anymore while, while they're communicating, let's not like panic and be like, well, you need to get a cleaner. You have to be patient. And, and allow them to understand why it is that some of these things that they are hesitant about are, are going to affect their lives more negatively. So maybe explaining to them, well, look, in the long run, I just worry that if the house isn't cleaned enough, that you guys might get sick, right? If someone doesn't go in the fridge and clears that out, also, you are maybe of an age, you don't need to worry about that, mom and dad. Why? Why? This shouldn't be a concern of yours. You're in the golden years. You need to enjoy your life. And let's get some people in that can help you to get through these things so you're not wasting your time. Um, stay calm. Please stay calm. I know it's hard. If you have to walk away, if you have to stop a conversation, do that. But if you're in a fury, if you're panicking, if you're angry, nothing's going to get resolved. Ask them open-ended questions. Why is it you don't want someone to come in and clean? What are you worried about? What are, what are the things that you think might happen? Sometimes by getting them to talk about how they feel, it helps you to find a better solution to that particular problem. Um, so what you're doing then is addressing your parents' concerns rather than piling more worry and stress on them. That is one way to approach it. Um, I think sometimes scheduling maybe a meeting. Once once a month you go, hey, let's sit down and talk about how life's going. How are you guys doing? How's the house? What are things that maybe need to... If you schedule a time, maybe your parents are like, oh, we're going to the house meeting today. Today we have the house meeting. Today we have the family meeting. Rather than it just being like random moments throughout certain days. Um, don't count on them changing is the number one what I want to say to you, Okay. It's really hard. Think about it. They've lived their whole life doing things the way they want to do it. They are full-grown adults. All of a sudden, having their child coming at them and telling them, you got to do it this way. It's hard. This is a transitional time for everyone. So you got to remember that and be gentle, gentle, gentle. Remember, they're still adults. They're not children. 
They may act like children. <laughs> I can say this as a... I, they will act like children because the older people get, that filter goes. Sometimes an 84-year-old is like talking to a six-year-old again because they're like, I don't want to do this. I don't like it. And you're like, I got nothing more. Like, okay. So be gentle. Take time. Uh, frame things in ways that make them understand that this is for the betterment of their life, for their enjoyment of life, uh, rather than them feeling attacked. Um, also, side note, keep notes. Hey, keep notes for yourself. If things are coming up, keep a little journal just so you can keep track of how things are progressing. I know this isn't like the best solution to all your problems, but everyone's situations with their, with their parents getting older is different. Like I said, there's a lot of resources out there. Every city, country, area is different. So Google, reach out. But I guarantee there will be more and more resources as we move forward. Um, that is about the best advice I can give. And I, I'm trying to live it myself. So I'm with you. And good luck. <laughs> oh, my God. Love your parents. <laughs> Even if they drive you crazy. <laughs> wow. That's so yeah. really good advice, Alison. It's really hard with your parents because um, as they get older, you want to, you know, it gives you anxiety worrying about mm -hmm. them. But also they're sort of stuck in their ways. And it's very hard to, like, get people to change their routines or change the way they do things or try to encourage them to do things differently. But, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, I just think people become more of whatever they are. So if... You know, if they do, if they if there's a particular side of their personality that does this thing, then as they get older, it's not going to lessen. It's just going to get more of that, you know. And so it becomes harder yeah. to then sort of negotiate these things with your parents to do things like if they've never exercised, for example, and then you go, right, well, you've had a hip replacement. Now I need you to go and walk every day. They're like, ah, I'm not going to do that. It's like, oh, yeah. my God, you've got to do it anyway. You know, it's, it's tricky. Uh, and also... We regress with our parents. You know, we become who we were when we were children and they, they trigger things in us in a way that other people wouldn't. So we lose patience yeah. quicker. All of those things. But also if you've loved them and you want to take care of them and then that's where that whole sort of juxtaposition, isn't it, where you're trying to like look after someone that you adore but at the same time you actually want to punch them repeatedly in the face. And I think that's normal. <laughs> I think that's okay. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really good advice, Alison, whoever wrote in. I hope that helps. Um, and just know if you do lose it uh, or if you do find yourself thinking, I can't do this, look, you're not alone. We've all been there. We'll all be, uh, uh, you know, every, every um, daughter or son looking after a parent is going through this and uh, you just have to find moments of um, to escape as well, to get away. Yeah. And just yep, have some absolutely. solo time because caring yep. caring for someone who is 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 deteriorating and they do uh, is 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 hard. Um, Alison, thank you so much for your advices. A little bit of reverb on my microphone there. I created that myself with my mouth. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> it is time for us to find out what has been visualising our brains in our ear holes and noses. Well, I've been watching another Spanish TV series called Mentiras, which is based on a UK series called Lies and Deceits, which is very popular in in the UK. And it stars Javier Rey again. Mm. Mr. Javier Rey. Seeing a theme here. Yeah, yeah, he's easy on the eye. As Xavier Vera, he's a good-looking, charming widower who's a surgeon. He's a great relationship with his teenage son. He looks after his mother. And... uh, and Laura Muna, and he goes out on a date with his son's teacher, Laura Muna, who's played by Angela Angela Cremonte, I suppose. And they both go on a date together. It seems to go spectacularly well. He seems a bit shy. He's very charming. They're obviously attracted to each other. And then the next morning, she wakes up the worse for wear and starts remembering bits of what happened the night before and becomes convinced he's raped her. And what's, <gasps> oh. Yeah. And what's intriguing, the series plays with all those tropes about rape culture. And so for most of the first four episodes, you're not re- they present both protagonist points of view. So you're not sure whether she's remembering correctly or whether he, he and he raped her or he didn't rape her. And he's, he's, he's going, no, 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 I know we had sex, but no, but we, you know, you, you, you know, I'm sorry to make fast, but you yeah. never, yeah. I never got that impression. And you don't know for the first four episodes exactly who's telling the truth. And at the end of this episode four, you know for sure. And by episode don't tell five... Us. Don't tell us. I tell you. Episode five is creepy as hell. It <gasps> really. Episode five, you're like, oh my God. It becomes really creepy. And it is, it's a, I really enjoyed the TV series. I thought it was. So there's two Spanish series that you've recommended. What yes. was the one from last week again? Uh, the Patience of Dr. Garcia. 
the patience of Dr. Garcia and, and men- mentiras, which and is it, lies. It, it differs from the English version because I know the English version went, I think, was longer and it goes off on a different thing. But it's based on the English version called Lies and Deceits. And, it, and I think it's really good casting Javier Ray because he's he's kind of like this, you know, he's a widower, he's a surgeon, he's, you know, a charming, nice looking bloke. And it, you, so it makes it you kind of fall down those tropes and you're like, is it, could it be, has she got it the wrong idea? And um, I really, and it's set in Mallorca, I really enjoyed it. I would totally recommend it. How many episodes is it? Six episodes. Oh, right. So it's It's a limited series, so it's six episodes. It's quick, okay, great. I actually think I watched the English version of that because yeah. as you were telling me the story, I was like, I, the English I have seen was something. really popular, yeah. Have I, who was in the English version? I think it was Joanne Froggett and... Gwyn, I can't say his well. He's got a Welsh name. One, yeah, Ewan Griffith or something. Griffith or something. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And Owen, the Griffith. guy who played Hornblower, he was in it. But yeah. I, was it him? I think so. But it goes a different. It goes a different, different way. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, okay so it's so it not goes the a same. Um, it's not exactly uh, the same, but it's definitely the same. Ah, conceit. It's the same conceit, right? Not fun. I mean, that's not fun, but a good, good that series. Sounds, yeah. 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 That sounds great. Yeah, and really and it. it's on Netflix as well. It's on Netflix as well. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, brilliant. That sounds really good, Maureen. We'll definitely check that out. I will tell my brother Esteban. Esteban would it. like it. I think he like he might he might already have seen it, but if he hasn't, I'll suggest it to How him. How do you say lies again in Spanish? How do mentiras. You mentiras. 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 Um, I uh, oh, won't be surprised here. I've still not watched any television. Um, <laughs> But next week, you wait, I shall be televisualed up. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to recommend like a little short series uh, that's on the slow newscast, which is Tortoise Media's, um, I suppose, I suppose it's not, it's not, it's not just current affairs, but it's sort of, it tracks um, uh, stories happening internationally around the world and it does sort of deep dives into them. So it's not like current affairs, like day-to-day current affairs that are happening, but it's sort of, they take a sort of slow approach to the news, which is why it's called the slow newscast. So rather than delving into the, the headlines, they'll take a story and then they'll go deep into that story and they'll cover it. And sometimes they'll only cover it for one episode, for an hour, and sometimes they'll cover it over several episodes. And this particular series within the slow newscast, I think is definitely worth a listen to. The episodes are not very long they're between like 30 minute 30 and 40 minutes and um this is a podcast it's it's a the slow newscast is a podcast by the way and um epstein's money men is the series i'm referring to um it started on the 13th of june and i think there is four it's only four episodes okay and it looks into um the people in the background that we don't know, like the banks, the, the big businessmen, the billionaires who made it possible for Epstein to do the things that he did. OK, which we all know he was a serial predator who predated on young children and and women uh, for many, many years. And even after he had been convicted as a paedophile, uh, um these, he, he was still able to uh, keep these connections, whether they be with JP Morgan, whether they be with these big bankers or whoever. And it's just very interesting to hear how, yes, Jeffrey Epstein was convicted. Yes, he did commit suicide. And so he never, he, you know, he, he never got the just, you know, victims never got the justice that they really wanted. But these people in the background, and I think JP Morgan have just recently had to pay out millions 
I mean, like something like nearly three hundred million uh, uh, dollars to um, the victims of Jeffrey Epstein, because if you trace the money back, it shows how J.P. Morgan could knew that these this sort of money that was constantly being taken out of his account or 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 or, or moved from one shell company to another shell company could only have been done because there was sex trafficking involved. Anyway, the point is, it goes from um, companies as big as JP Morgan to a billionaire to uh, even all the way to Bill Gates, um, who is also managed to make um, Jeffrey Epstein's, like whitewash Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein's, um, uh, uh, What's it called? Oh, my God, I'm so terrible. I'm just like this. I've, I've got no words. Uh, reputation is what I wanted to say. So um, and it's just it's really it's really interesting because um, what they say in the podcast is the convictions shouldn't end just with Jeffrey Epstein. Why aren't these companies? Why aren't these individuals being prosecuted for facilitating a person that they knew? And also, you know some people definitely were also involved as well and taking advantage of these young girls as well. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a very interesting and very quick series. You can zip through it in an afternoon if you've got, if you're doing some cleaning. Like I said, there's only four episodes and they're not very long, but I found it fascinating and I was like, oh my God, of course it does. Of course these people don't exist on their own they're not islands you know that that just where no one is aware of what's happening there are so many people who are connected um you know i mean not just royalty prince andrew and then you've got Ghislaine maxwell but you've got these big banks and you've got other billionaires and it's just oh god gross but fascinating and i can highly recommend it alison tell me about your horror film okay my horror film uh, which I think goes exceptionally well with this problem, is a horror film called Old People. Now, it's not that old. It came out, uh, I think, in the last few years. Here's, here's the storyline. A woman travels home with her two kids for her sister's wedding, but finds herself defending her family against blood-seeking pensioners. Basically, what happens is some sort of virus hits these pensioners, yes, during a storm, and they turn into ravenous killers. And it is amazing watching old people be the killers. Uh, It's pretty great. Old people. Real interesting Warren, you might like it. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. It's a German film. Is it a German film? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's dubbed... Uh, into English, but you can watch it in German. It is originally a German film. The director is Andy Fetcher. Um, And uh, I'm not going to lie to you, it doesn't get great reviews. (laughs) One of my recommendations doesn't get great reviews. 2.4 letterboxed and 5.1 on IMDb, but 63% of people on Google said they enjoyed the film. It's available on... um, uh, on Netflix, Maureen, a German horror film. If you're ever going to tap into a horror film, I think this is the one for you. Yeah, probably. Don't you think, Alison? Uh, yeah. How gory is it, Alison? Because we know Maureen can't handle blood. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't feel it was that gory. I don't feel it was that gory. It, it's more of like a, a lot of like ah, moments. It's rated PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's not be a lot all right. Of, yeah, so I'm going to suggest that you could manage it if it's parental guidance. Maybe bring your dad with you. He'd just think it was rubbish. 
Thrush! Thrush! I know, but the most important thing is that you've got a parental guidance with you okay. while you're watching it, Maureen. Yeah. Um, Alison, that sounds absolutely dreadful. Um, <laughs> I think that's definitely one of the horror films. I've actually been very much in tune with your horror movies and I've been thinking, yes, yes, yes. But on this particular occasion, it's a hard no. But, it's a hard no. But I do yeah. think Maureen yeah. should catch up with that because she loves all things German and she would be missing out. You'd be missing out, Maureen. Um, you've watched all of German cinema. You have to include horror. <laughs> you can't exclude the genre. you include the shitty horrors. Okay, yeah. but fine. That's a classic, though. You need to go Nos, non-classic Nosferatu German. couldn't couldn't be, isn't scary in the slightest, unless you're <laughs> seven years old. Um, Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation and a German one at that. I think that's our first. No, it's not our first foreign horror film, is it? But that's certainly our first German horror film. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We've not. It's out there, everyone. It's out there. But, uh, Find it uh, on Netflix or wherever you live. You can just Google it for heaven's sake. Don't ask us. Right, we're going back to more and younger. Her corner. What is up with it? Something wrong with it, or something right with it? It's been cultured, and everybody in the biology department is intrigued. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> Yes, thank you for that wonderful. <laughs> that threw intro, her. She didn't even Jen. know what to do after that. <laughs> and untrimmed, as I said before. Right, so <laughs> Gustav Klimt and e, I'm going to do Austrian painters. I did painters last week. I did Austrian painters. I haven't done Austrian painters. The two probably most famous Gustav Klimt and Egon Schiele, if you don't know them. Um, and Klimt, Gustav Klimt is strongly associated with the flying of the arts in Austria at the turn of the last century. So it was like the arts were just blossoming everywhere. In, in Vienna, and he's got a very distinctive style. He was controversial, he had numerous affairs. It was said he, he used to paint with just a smock on and nothing underneath. Um, he fathered at least 14 children, he was busy. And, um, and, and in fact, the kiss is his most famous painting. In fact, it's over there, if I could actually, well, it's not a visual medium, so it doesn't really matter. I've got a copy of the kiss <laughs> over there. And at the time that was controversial <laughs> Good because to know. it was, not the real one, because if it had the real one, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in my mansion somewhere. But um, it's it was considered very controversial because it, it was very intimate, uh, two people kissing. And he he he, became, he first controversial when he completed, uh, around, I think it was around 1900, the ceilings of the Great Hall of the University of Vienna, which they were considered pornographic. And he became a founding member of the Wiener Session. And you can actually visit the building. It's got a... I don't know if you, we did that when we were in Vienna. It's got a lovely gold dome. It's really, no. It's really well known. I think we wanted to, but I don't think... Yeah, we never got round to it. Yeah. Um, and it was, the girls of the group, I suppose like the pre-Raphaelites, they wanted to do unconventional... They were unconventional young artists and they wanted to bring the works of the best foreign artists to Austria and to showcase the works of its members. And he became very famous. He began... Um, he actually became well-known doing the interior murals and ceilings in large public buildings on the Ringstrasse, which is the main kind of circle road in central Vienna where all the big buildings are. And uh, I think also particularly in the, in the Burg Theater, which is the Royal Court, the Court Theatre. And then what he's really famous for is the golden phase. And you'll recognise his painting straight away, where he uses a lot of gold leaf, like, as in The Kiss. And he was just incredibly famous, very popular, did a lot of portraits. And he kind of, if you go to Austria now, there's Klimt, you see Klimt bags, Klimt, you know, serviettes, everything is Klimt chocolates, probably. And the other one, the other famous artist from that period, and we actually went to see his works, me and Jen, was Egon Schiele. 
I love Egon Schiller. Yeah, it's really his his work is is kind of known for its intensity and raw sexuality. There's, he does did a lot of self portraits, um, nude self portraits, often in very oh, twisted very, shapes, very sort of graphic. Nude yeah, self very graphic. Um, and he was actually mentored at first by uh, Klimt, who saw his... Klimt was actually very generous and mentored a lot of artists, and he, he obviously re- recognised Sheila's um, talent. Um, and then he he ended up... He did a lot of pet drawings and paintings of young, naked young girls, and um, this did not go down well in, in Austrian society, and obviously he was, mm. he was painting a lot of young girls. And uh, he was arrested... He was arrested uh, um, in 1912 for seducing a young girl of of 13. I've watched a film about this and what they seem to be saying is that was made up because they just didn't like the way he was living. He was living with his girlfriend. It was considered a bit too bohemian, so they were just trying to get at him. And that that actually wasn't... He didn't actually do that. I don't don't know the rights or wrongs. That was just based on a film that I saw. Um, But the judge actually burnt one of his paintings. Um, But he he was... It's very... It's very expressive of what was going on, I think, just before the war. I actually met his nephew who asked me to marry him. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he, he was a very old man by that point. But he did tell me the story of, there's a famous painting of his mother and she's in a, wearing this hat and she looks really pissed off. And people have said, you know, this is just her, this is like Sheila expressing, you know, the, break, the breakdown of the Hungarian Empire, Austrian-Hungarian Empire and the beginnings of the First World War. And he said it wasn't that. It was his, It was like he was painting my mum on a Saturday and she wanted to get to the shops. She was just pissed off. I mean, that sounds more, <laughs> more like it. Yeah. But his paintings are really, I mean, are, they're, they're, they're striking. They're really, really striking. And um, he died at 28 years old from the Spanish flu. Three days mm. after his wife, his pregnant wife died. Um, the, you know, the Spanish flu killed... Millions, millions of, people. of people, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know why it's called the Spanish flu? I think you've told me this, but I've forgotten. No, every other country deny, denied it, and the Spanish were the only ones that admitted that it that it was going on. Huh. So it got known as the Spanish flu. I didn't know wow. that. Why would why would they? Have, it's quite hard to deny millions of people. Dying, well, I suppose they it? just. I don't know. That's. Then they don't have to take accountability. Take accountability. Want, Might we just remind people, ourselves what just happened through a pandemic? <laughs> why wouldn't anyone? They didn't want to panic yeah. people, but the Spanish were kind of apparently upfront about it, and then that's why they got cognizant. I think millions Especially, of people I mean, dying. You know, Sheila's, Sheila's drawings me. are really uh, and paintings are stunning, um, and they're very graphic and they're just they're unique. And I really like his paintings. I do like Klimt as well. They're both artists to check out if you want to check them out. Well, uh, you could go to the Ludwig Museum, uh, Dr. Ludwig Museum in, in Vienna. And also, I have to say, there's a brilliant Austrian museum in New York called Die Galleria, which is fantastic. It's one of the best Austrian art museums there is. It's got the very famous painter by Klimt that got taken back, that this woman won it, it was stolen from her Jewish family during the Holocaust, during World War, just before World War Two, And she they, they took the Austrian court, uh, the Austrians to court, and the Austrians fought it, and they lost and it went over to New York, and that's there. And you have this weird, I have this weird thing. They've got an Austrian cafe there where I was drinking coffee, reading an Austrian newspaper, Kornenzeitung, overlooking, I think, Central Park. So it's really weird. But it's a great, great uh, museum in New York. Brilliant. Thank you, Maureen. I think we went to a um, uh, an exhibition at the Royal Academy. Oh, yes, um, we did, with Sheila. For, of, of, and... 
Was it just Sheila? I felt like it was sketches of Sheila and Klimt. Oh, you might be right. It might have been Sheila. It was only sketches. It wasn't their paintings. It was early sketches and and charcoal drawings and yes, um, portraits and things. And, uh, yeah, it was it was brilliant. It was fascinating to go with Maureen. Um, absolutely fascinating to watch her work. Um, I don't know if you've... When you go to a gallery and you it's a group of people and they're all looking at a painting and you think, oh, I'll just wait for them to move and then I'll... Uh, I'll approach and uh, just watch Maureen barge her way to the front and stand in front of everybody looking at the paintings, <laughs> right in front of them, blocking their view. Uh, nobody said a thing. <laughs> just standing behind her, muttering, I cannot believe, <laughs> cannot believe this woman. You know, they were French. Just in case you're wondering what accent that was, I cannot believe this woman. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is quite something. Yeah, I didn't realise that until Jen pointed that out to me. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know how you didn't realise because you had to barge through quite a lot of people <laughs> to get there. So I, I, I... <laughs> Jen said but, it was, that was really entertaining watching me do that. Yeah, I mean, I never actually got to see the painting because Maureen was in the way. But, um, but... <laughs> anyway, Maureen, uh, thank you very much for your cultural corner. Wow, I mean, we're at that point. We've been cultured. We've talked about bushes trimmed untrimmed we've uh, discussed what's going on in our lives but now we want to get we we, we want to get into the grumpy stuff we want to know what the hell is is pissing people off jen what the hell's getting your goat this week don't judge me now you're going to be judging me now but bloody well wait okay this is terrible isn't it that's what's got my goat and, and, and do you know who i blame society <laughs> I tell you what's getting my goat. I had a conversation with Chloe and we were talking about the holiday. And I'm very, very tired, as you know. I'm just tired all of the time. And uh, not least, I'm still recovering from Glastonbury. That's, 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 I'm at that age where I just, it takes me ages to recover from having fun. And um, we are going away to France. And what we're doing is we're staying in a caravan. Okay. All right. Not only are we staying in a caravan, uh, we're getting a boat over to Dieppe. OK, and then it is and I'll be doing all of the driving because Chloe doesn't like to drive on the opposite side of the road. Uh, it's an eight and a half hour drive to the campsite. OK, which, by the way, I will be doing uh, to go to Brittany. I've been to Brittany. It's beautiful, but the weather is very much like it is here. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, and it's the Atlantic Ocean, so it's absolutely freezing. So we're sitting down in the garden and Chloe says, I'm, I'm looking forward to France. I hope it's hot. I said, well, might not be. It, it might not be because it's Brittany. So it'll be whatever the weather is in England, it'll be in Brittany. She was like, what? I said, it's probably not. It's not going to be a hot summer holiday. It will be a holiday, but it won't be hot. She went, well, the, the water better be warm. And I went, I, I said, Chloe, it's the Atlantic Ocean. It's going to be freezing. She went, well, if it's cold, I'm going to be livid. I said, well, it doesn't matter if you're livid. I'm, I'm telling you now. Prepare yourself. It is the Atlantic Ocean and it will be freezing. And she's like, well, what? why are we even going? I went, are you taking the piss out of me? I said, why are we going? I said, we're going because you wanted to go and you were cross with me that we didn't get to go last year because we went to Croatia and now we're going to... I realised, by the way, a lot of people can't afford holidays and this is also... I'm very acutely aware that holidays are an, an enormous privilege. Don't get me wrong, but just bear with me with this go, okay? Now... I have been working literally nonstop for since the dawn of time, okay? And I'm very, very tired. And I wanted to just go away on a package holiday. 
you know, I don't care where, Spain, Greece, I don't care, whatever. Just sit by the beach, watch the kids muck about, have a little read, just chill. But Chloe wanted to go on this camping fucking extravaganza, so we're going, okay? And now we're in the garden, and she's saying, oh, I, oh, I can't even believe this, the weather's not going to be nice, the water's not going to be warm, why are we even going? I was like, we're going because, I said, what? I said, do you think I, after travelling, for the last 14 months, non-stop, would have chosen to drive nine fucking hours to a campsite where we're staying in a bloody caravan off the coast of the fucking Atlantic Ocean. Do you think that was my choice of holiday? I said, we chose a holiday because you wanted to go. You decided it. You chose it. And that's why we're going. And now she's saying, well, actually, I said, I would have wanted, I said, I said to her, I actually wanted to go to Greece. I said, we could have got a cheaper holiday. It would have been actually cheaper to go to Greece. She went, oh, I would have liked to go to Greece. I went, are you having a bloody giraffe? You would have been happy to go to Greece. I said, why are we going to Brittany? Why? Why are we sleeping in like a fucking... Four, two by four single bed in a caravan off the coast of it, it, driving. When we, oh my God, I just can't believe it, Alison. I was just like, I said, next year, next year, okay, we're going somewhere where we know it's going to be warm. We know I can rest and chill out and, 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 and we're going somewhere. I'm choosing it. That's it. Can you believe this? I don't, she was like, I'm not sure I even know when I'll do this now. I was like, well, I don't want to bloody do it because I never chose it. So if you're not going to enjoy it, I was like, I don't even know where we're going. Anyway, it's too late. We paid for it. <laughs> can, you not, can you not get your money back? Sorry. No, I'm, I, no. no, you can't. You absolutely can't get your money back. No. Oh, my God. So we, I can't even. And also the ferry. You think, well, the ferry would be cheap. Not if you're taking a car. Not if you're taking a car. The ferry is very expensive. Anyway, our carbon footprint is down. And that's something. That's something to <laughs> Except for the nine hours of driving. This sounds like shit. I'm not going to lie, Jen. I, I, Let's hope can I plan nice your caravan. holidays from now on? Let me. Yeah, it better be a fucking nice caravan. It better I'll, be. I'll send you photos and then you can tell me what you think. I mean, I already know what you're going to say. I can see Maureen's laughing her head off. She loves it. Honestly, <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing going for this caravan is that it's got a balcony. Uh, not a balcony, a patio. Uh, not a patio. It hasn't got a patio. It's a caravan. Uh, it's got a, a, a sort of uh, garden. Porch. No, it's not even got a garden, more. It's got like, you know, like a decking, like a little porch decking uh, thing where you okay. can sit outside. So you can have your coffee on and the deck. And I take it hasn't got an indoor toilet. You've got to use... No, it has got an indoor toilet. Oh, my oh. God, no, it's got an indoor toilet. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. And probably well, a shower something. as well. It's one of those tiny little... Yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's, okay. not, gl- it's not glamorous, but it has got a toilet. Okay, well, that's something. No, you're right. It's like it's something, yeah. It's yeah. the sort of camping you and I would do, Maureen, if we were forced, forced into something. But like you'd that. do it overnight. Yeah, we wouldn't do it for we <laughs> maybe go, two and we days. We wouldn't pay a fortune to do it. Um, has it no. got has has the has the camping thing? Because campsites in France are usually very good. Might have a little swimming pool anyway. Oh, it? it does. Look, I mean, look, the kids campsites are going to have are usually the great kids. In we're doing it for the children, and the children are going to have a lovely time. It's got a swimming pool. We are walking distance from, uh, I think, one of the beaches. A freezing cold beach. A freezing cold beach. Uh, and look, we're in France and the food and the wine are going to be extraordinary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And don't get, don't think for a second I don't love France. I do. But I would have chosen probably to go somewhere a bit further south and maybe go somewhere where there might be a little bit of extra sunshine. Greece. Can't go wrong with Greece. Well, further, I meant further south in France, but sure. Oh. Further, <laughs> even further south, Greece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And oh. Look, anyway, I'm aware that that goat for a lot of people is like, go fuck yourself, bitch. You're going on holiday. Why are you even fucking moaning? So, look, I'll take that and you're allowed to definitely throw that at me and I accept it and you are correct. But that conversation that we had, that I had with Chloe, where I was like, I literally 
I'm only doing this because you said you were so angry with me that you didn't get to go do it last year. Now we're doing it. And now you're like, oh, I don't even want to do it. I, was like, I remember you arguing about where to go in France when I was there because you wanted to go somewhere else and she didn't want to go there. Chloe wanted to go further south, actually. Oh, but did she? I, because I was driving, it would have been Ridiculous. a 12-hour drive. Oh, no. And, I, and then we'd have to cut it up into like two or three days. So I said, I don't want to do... I don't want our two-week holidays, four days of me driving. No. It's not um, a holiday then, is it? So that's why I said let's go a little bit closer, which was like an eight-hour drive or just under, just under eight hours. Um, anyway, look, as I'm saying this out loud, I realise what a prick I'm being. But no, it's just, no. It's just, no, it's just the whole thing. It's like this is my only holiday in the year. This is my only break. And because when I get back, I get back and two days later I go back on tour again. If I could have chosen a holiday... I would have chosen something different. And now I hear from my partner that so would she. And that's what that's what's got my go. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but what I like about your relationship is communication is key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, Maureen, that's fair enough. Anyway, to be fair, in this particular instance, and I think you were there when I did it, I did communicate what I'd rather do. <laughs> but as as is with our relationship, no one ever listens to anything I'm saying. What? Case in point there, Alison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're not heard. I hear you, Jen. I hear you. Oh, thank God someone is. Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Or you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.